Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. What's up, fellow coaster enthusiasts? This is Corey, your podcast project manager, broadcasting live from my home park and one of this year's CoasterCon hosts, the one and only Carowinds in Charlotte, North Carolina. With us today are Courtney Weber, the communications director, and Chris, the brand activation manager from Carowinds, who will give us an exclusive sneak peek into everything this amazing park has to offer. And that's not all. We have a special guest interview coming up later in the episode that you won't want to miss. So get ready to experience the thrills and excitement of Carowinds as we gear up for CoasterCon 45. Courtney and Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Before we talk about rides and attractions, would each of you mind telling us a little bit more about your positions here at the park? For sure. I can I can jump in on that. As communication director and I, I know background of the amusement industry, I am freshly new to the industry. I'm about a year and a half into my journey. I have a sports background that I was in for about 14, 15 years. Um, as, as a fan of the industry, I, I'm very passionate about making memories. And also as an adult, I love going to the park and enjoying and making memories as well. Wow, that's awesome. And what about you, Chris? I guess I do a lot of different things where uh, I'm able to have the flexibility to focus on uh, a different thing every day, it seems like. But uh, a lot of times it's new adventures like that, too, with uh, uh, sponsorship, sometimes working with data, figuring out what the Carowinds in-park experience is going to look like, and then uh, working to make that a reality. Nice. Well, it definitely sounds like you both have a lot of great expertise to bring to the table. Well, let's jump into some questions. Uh, Could either of you talk about any exciting new projects or initiatives that the park has in the works for this season or beyond? Well, we have the 50th anniversary that's coming. Um, We're actively involved in 50 years of Carolina fun here. We have some theming going out throughout the park as well as we have some special shows that will be in a nighttime spectacular that were yet to be announced. Uh, So I think that's going to be really big for the summer, as well as we're bringing back some special magic to the park for sure. Ooh, that sounds fun. Anything you'd like to add, Chris? Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Like you mentioned with the entertainment, uh, there's also going to be unique food and beverage uh, that we're really looking forward to as well. And this is all in addition to Grand Carnival uh, two in the early summer, so there's going to be a lot going on, and it's going to be a great time. Well, all of that sounds very exciting, and of course, on behalf of Ace and myself, happy 50th anniversary. Thank you. So let's talk about some of the amazing rides and attractions this park has to offer. Why don't we start with the big man on campus, Fury 325. What do you think makes Fury so special? Why do you think it draws so many people into the park? It's world famous. I mean, you can't beat all of our awards that we've gotten. Um, we're, we're known within the community as well for this attraction. Uh, for me personally, I think it's super smooth. It's unique. I love the views to downtown Charlotte like not, oh, yeah. no other. And it's, it's an attraction that I think spans different ages. I don't think you just have to be a thrill seeker. It can also be because of how smooth it is. I think it can, it, it's, it can be an entry level if, <laughs> if you want to take that big jump first. But the uniqueness for me and the smoothness, Chris? Well, for me, I guess it's one word, or I think it's one word, airtime. There's so much of it. It's such a long, dynamic ride. 
that it's incredibly rewritable, but also very thrilling as well. And to have that unique balance, uh, it makes it something that is the king of coasters. Oh, I agree. It's definitely the king of coasters. Courtney, my entry level was actually the Carolina Cyclone 21 years ago here at Carowinds, and I was terrified. So if I had seen Fury here at that time, I probably wouldn't have rode it. Well, for me, Carolina Cyclone was more, is more intense than for Fury to me. It was my first inverting coaster, and I only rode it because my older sister and my cousin were picking on me for being scared of it. Then once I did ride it, I loved it. It's amazing how we all remember our first inverted roller coaster, mm. right? I mean, mine was at Canopy Lake in uh, New Hampshire. So. Oh, nice. How about you, Chris? Do you remember your first inverting coaster? My first inverting roller coaster was actually Shockwave at King's Dominion. I picked it out because there was only one loop on it, so I thought, it's only one loop, that'll be fine. And uh, it was a great time. Very cool. So what would each of you say your favorite rides here at Carowinds are? My favorite ride? Afterburn. Hands down. Great choice. How could you not say Fury 325? For me, that's what it has to be. That's a valid point. What would your favorite be if we didn't have Fury at the park? I mean, Copperhead Strike, it's it's really great. I, I love the theming. I love the freedom of motion that you get with the lap bar to just have that great in-your-face airtime and hang time. So I'm probably going to say that. But again, Afterburn's right up there, too. And Nighthawk is in the mix as well. It's very unique. That's a great answer. And I must say, we are very lucky to have such an awesome lineup of roller coasters here. So back to you, Courtney. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges you've faced during your time as the Director of Communications at Carowinds? The biggest challenge was most recently, I had to do an interview live on air with an attraction that I had not ridden before, and it was gear spin for the opening of Aeronautica Landing, and I had an inner ear infection at the same time. So experiencing a new ride, overcoming personal challenges, and keeping a smile and conversation all at the same time, I think that was a big challenge for me. Wow, that definitely does sound like a challenge, and I'm glad to hear you got through it. For the next question, what would you say is the most common question that gets asked by guests visiting the park? Hands down, what are your hours? Simple as that. It all goes back to, it's just that one main question that people ask all the time. Okay. So in your opinion, what's the best time of day to ride Fury? My personal opinion is early in the morning. Um, We're lucky enough to do some select POV footage for, you know, reverse POV footage for guests sometimes, or special guests, I should say. Um, media outlets and it's that morning when it was just right after the dew and you're reaching up over and you can see downtown charlotte and it's absolutely beautiful for me nice would you like to add anything chris there's just something special about fury 325 at night where there's the neon green lightsaber of a lift hill that you can just see for miles and then you are on that lightsaber and then all of a sudden you are careening up and down over the entrance around the parking lot. Like you said, you can see the skyline as well lit up at night. Uh, it's, it's really special. Oh, I agree 100%, and I am partial to a good Fury night ride myself. So how does Carowinds decide when or how to add new attractions or rides into the park? For us, we work with Cedar Fair. So Cedar Fair is very much a part of the process. We're always listening to our guest feedback. Uh, Carowinds is part of some of the Blue Sky conversations, and we've sent out some of those guest service surveys in the past and getting that guest feedback. Matter of fact, Aeronautica Landing was due to our guest feedback for sure. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a a poll, I think it was, or a survey that gave two different story options. One would become aeronautical landing, and the other was something that was a little bit different. You could see the DNA and the direction that they were trying to move in, but allowing the guests having a say in the decision of ultimately what it would become in name and story uh, was something that we were really glad to see. That Of course, it's taken several years to put a, a project like this online in this way, but it's really been special to have the guest input on it, and uh, I was really glad to see that, and I look forward to the future. Awesome. I haven't made it over to Aeronautica Landing yet, but I'm excited to see it today. So in each of your opinions, what would you say is the best food or snack to try here at Carowinds? Anything in Terminal A. Terminal A is elevated um bites and brews is is what it is and for me it's very fresh it's somewhat healthy um you know we have some of those temptation foods in there um i go from you know that of of, of these grilled chicken bites size sandwiches to funnel cake who doesn't love a funnel cake also throughout that would be my second favorite for sure Yeah, I have the Terminal A menu in front of me right now, just looking at the offerings. Like Courtney said, there's so many different things that you might not see in a theme park usually, but here they are at Carowinds as part of Terminal A. Uh, My favorite, now again, it's tough to choose, but I think the pork belly burnt end sliders, which is that it is a cherry glaze on it. Uh, They got a jalapeno slaw on it too on brioche buns. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. We shouldn't have done this before lunch, but here we are. Um, And again, uh, some vegetarian options, too, like that uh, smoked heirloom cauliflower. I'm a fan of barbecue, and uh, to have a a smoker in the infrastructure of Terminal A, uh, it's allowed them to really make some unique imaginative dishes. Nice. And I'll add that as a vegetarian myself, uh, Carowinds does actually have some great vegetarian options. I remember last year I tried the vegan smoked sausage in the Carolina Country Kitchen, and it was amazing. You go try the cauliflower then. I'll definitely keep that in mind once we get over to Aeronautica Landing. So what would you say is one of the most surprising or unusual things that's happened since you've been working here at Carowinds? Well, for me, something that was really surprising was back at Winterfest where I was walking through the park and there was a show playing in Celebration Plaza, but I could hear it down at the front gate where I wasn't prepared for the the sound design of it all and of course there's a lot of different elements that play into it but it just speaks to the incredible production quality that the entertainment team does here where for the seasonal events like grand carnival or the 50th anniversary celebration and then in the the fall we have the great pumpkin fest scarewinds and winter fest they really make the park into something new where there's new entertainment on every corner, and you have to stand there and watch for a little bit to really be immersed in the story in there. And, of course, there's all the rides as well. It's really a special time to visit the park. Well, that sounds fantastic. So if you could ride any roller coaster in the world, where would you go and what would you choose to ride? I don't need to go anywhere else. I have the world's best right here. Amen. I've heard a lot about Zadra. Someday I'd like to go. Zadra looks so awesome. That was a great answer. What would you say would be the best way to beat the heat during the hot summer months here at the park? CoasterCon's in the middle of June, so presumably it's going to be pretty hot. Best way to beat the heat is go to Carolina Harbor Water Park. Enjoy the water park, 
cool down. Uh, it's with Carowinds ticket, you can also get free admission to Carolina Harbor Water Park. So it's a two in one. So it's a great deal. And if you don't want to go to the water park, I highly encourage staying hydrated. We have some bottle fillers throughout the park. Keep hydrated. And I need to give some credit to the design team for Aeronautical Landing. They really did build shade structures into the design of the area, and that is something that people are already making good use of, even though the spring it's not as hot as the summer. But uh, there are a lot of dwell points in Aeronautical Landing where people can sit and visit and enjoy the atmosphere because of the shade. And other than that, I mean, something like Harmony Hall, that's a great place to get some air conditioning before you go out into the summer heat again. Uh, that's going to be, in addition to all the food offerings, a show called Music Goes Round and Round uh, on the stage in Harmony Hall. So it's going to be a great way to uh, get out of the sun and the heat for a little bit, get rehydrated uh, before you get back out there for your day. Nice. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Hydration is key, definitely during the hot summer months here at an amusement park in the South. Before we wrap up, is there anything else either of you would like to add? Season passes are on sale now at carowinds.com. Uh, we also have discounted daily tickets there as well, too. So if you want to visit Carowinds before or after you go for CoasterCon, we, of course, welcome it and would love to have you here at the park. Oh, for sure. Carowinds season passes are definitely where it's at. As a final reminder to our listeners, registration for CoasterCon is open through May 24th. And once again, thank you so much, Courtney and Chris, for joining us on the show today. It's been a pleasure to have you, and we look forward to seeing you at CoasterCon. Thank you so much for having us. And as promised, up next we have an interview with Mr. Steve Jackson, the Director of Maintenance here at Carowinds. Although Steve couldn't make it for this particular interview, the team at Carowinds was gracious enough to interview him on our behalf. So let's hear what he had to say. My name is Steve Jackson. I'm the Director of Maintenance Construction here at Carowinds. So what is it like to build a roller coaster from the moment that you hear you're getting something new uh, to opening day, that whole process? What is that like? You know, that's, that's a really big question pun intended. So <laughs> roller coasters are always big around here. Uh, first, you know, it's real exciting to always get new product like that. I mean, it's it's a huge capital investment for one thing, but then it's like, okay, so what's my timeline? You know, who's the manufacturer? What are the key elements here? Is the layout finalized or do we get to tweak it a little bit? The first thing is like, cool, we're getting something and it's going to be big. Coasters are always big around here. It drives attendance. It really kind of energizes our whole uh, fan base there. But the other thing is, now how am I going to build it? Where's it going? Where's the location in the park? Is it, is it going to be a parking lot coaster? Is it going in the park? What am I going to have to tear out? You know, what am I going to have to move? You know, a lot of the stuff that we have to do that nobody ever sees is what's underground. You never see all that work, and that's the majority of the work. As long as the foundations are good, the ride goes up like an erector set where you could put a ride up in three or four months, it's going to take six to 12 months to put all the foundations in the ground. And if they're not right, now you got to go back and make all the adjustments. That's my first impression when I see one. Is there an example, like you mentioned, of being able to tweak the layout? Is there something recently in any of the, the amazing coasters at Carowinds that you have made these adjustments to? And if so, why? Absolutely. Intimidator. We had to tweak and tune Intimidator some. That coaster didn't have the right turn in it where it goes down along the parking lot. So that was something that we changed on that one. The other thing is that there's a slight bend in it right before it comes back into the brake run when it's coming home. Uh, there's a slight bend right there, and that was put in to avoid a bunch of the utilities that are already in the ground. Hmm. A lot of the communications pipes that are in the ground, 
it's a big dollar decision. And when you can tweak it on the paper so it gets manufactured like that, it's a lot cheaper than actually having to dig up all the conduits and repull all the fiber optic cable in, the, uh, in that section. You know, it, it can be anywhere from a quarter to a half a million dollars to have to do that kind of work where if you can, it's just a line on a CAD drawing and it may add, you know, a couple thousand dollars to the manufacturing process, just to kind of tweak and tune that a little bit. So instead of going out across the parking lot, you know, we made the right-hand turn and then came back. And then uh, we did that, that small tweak right there. We did some similar stuff with Fury even. You can customize those in the design phase. Once you start building, though, you're kind of done. That Then it gets really expensive. So it's sort of like putting together a puzzle, it sounds like. Exactly. Yes, exactly. that's a great analogy. Yes, mm -hmm. and you can actually tweak and tune the pieces of that puzzle a little bit if you want to in the beginning. But once you cut that puzzle out, you're kind of done <laughs> at that point. So when building coasters and going through that whole process with things like Fury 325 or Copperhead Strike, manufacturer to manufacturer, ride to ride, how is it really different? Each manufacturer has their own little nuances. B&M's always, they're probably one of the best manufacturers out there. Mock Rides also does a really good job. Don't want to leave anybody out, but I'll, I'll talk about those two because B&M, you know, Intimidator Fury, Afterburn. Uh, and Mock just did Copperhead Strike. So those are all, those are relatively recent examples within the last 10 years or so that have worked out really well. The manufacturing techniques and the computer-aided design have really made that a lot better now. There at the end of a, a ride used to be that he put it together and you, that last piece would was never going to fit. You knew you were going to have to do something, but now it, they just kind of slip right into place. It's kind of cool. Well, that's great and it really makes for uh, an elevated ride experience, smooth as butter. Smooth as butter. <laughs> yeah, that's great. There you go. So with Carowinds shifting to year-round operations this year as being open for weekends in January and February and early March, what has that meant for you in terms of becoming a constantly serving guest operation 52 weeks a year? That's been a very interesting process for us. We actually had about two years to get ready for it. We thought we were going to be doing it the previous year. So we had a plan together, but we were able to go back and tweak that plan a little bit uh, since they kind of delayed that. So it's, we've had a lot of time to kind of plan for it and figure it out. So it's not just, hey, this is what you're doing. You got three months to figure it out. We, we changed our rebuild schedule and, because we have to have rides available year round now. Before we would we take them off and we, we rebuild them in the shop and rehab them. And then in the uh, middle of February, they'd start going back on the track. We start training and commissioning and inspecting and all that stuff. Well, now it's, it's changed the way we do things quite a bit, but we had a good plan. So we do, we do more inspections now with the state before we could have the state come in for a week, you know, North Carolina would come in, South Carolina would come in and they'd be here for a week. Now we have to actually schedule them two or three trips for each, each state now. So that's, it, it takes a lot more coordination. You're always doing ride inspections now, um, daily ride inspections. So it, it takes the, the whole mechanical electrical crews kind of had to, to shift the way that they do things. So you can't take two weeks to do something anymore. So it changes the way that we do things in the sequence and when we have parts and how we put manpower uh, in place to get that done. So you touched on it briefly before about a roller coaster is what people line up for. It's what people gravitate to for the Carowinds experience. Why do you think that is? Why is a roller coaster over maybe a different type of ride or something else 
the foremost reason that people really gravitate to Carowinds or another theme park experience? Part of it is, you know, roller coasters are very unique. You know, you can, uh, you know, flat rides, you can, you can go to your local fair or somewhere like that, that, and you can, you can ride a merry-go-round, you can ride a scrambler, you know, there's, there's a lot of rides out there um, that you can ride, but when it comes to roller coasters, it's, it's the big thrill. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 300 feet in the air. I'm 95 miles an hour, or I'm doing 14 inversions or something like something crazy like that. You don't, you can't do that out on the open highway. You know, you can go, you can go 60 miles an hour. You can go 70 miles an hour, not break the rules, uh, not break the law, but you can go 95 miles an hour on a roller coaster and not break their law at all. So yeah. there's, there's some unique experience there. There's also that adrenaline rush from doing something that you haven't done before. You don't get to do very often. How, where else can you go and ride something that's 95 miles an hour and has a 300 foot drop? Yeah. It's unbeatable. Uh, you, you can't do that. You know, even up in the mountains, you know, you can get close to the edge, but you know, that that's kind of thrilling too, but up there it's still, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour. That's it. And you've got to have your own car here. You can come and get on ours. You don't have to pay for gas or anything. It's just mm-hmm. the price of admission. Come on in and ride, ride what you want to and have that thrill, have that excitement, yeah. share those experiences with family and friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can get right back in line and do it again. And do it again. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, when Ace visits CoasterCon in June, what do you want them to be sure that they keep in mind or that they experience? Well, you know, um, we've got the the best steel roller coaster in the world here, Fury Three Two Five. You should definitely. definitely try that. Oh yeah. But we've got a we've got a whole smattering of other rides and even other roller coasters that they should always make sure that they they get around to. You know, Afterburn. Mm-hmm is one of the best rides that B&M's ever built. It was built in 1999, and it's still still a top roller coaster. They've got the the aerodynamics of that ride, because uh, it was modeled after an airplane, you know, a fighter jet. And they got every single element of that ride correct. You know, you've got Intimidator with all the airtime on that. Mm-hmm. And it's intimidating. So yeah. <laughs> you should definitely try that. But, you know, Nighthawk uh, was the world's first flying coaster. You know, it was a prototype. It's 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 a great ride. You know, there's some uniqueness there too. But um, I I encourage them to get around to some of the flat rides. We've got some classic rides here. We've got Aeronautical Landing. We've got three brand new Zamperla rides over there. We've got uh, brand new uh, bumper cars. Those cars are cool. If you have if you when you're sitting at Terminal A bar and looking down at that ride with all the lights. And uh, and the glow that comes out of that ride now, it's it's amazing. It, it really really did my heart right the other day when I was I was up there at, at uh, on opening day looking down. It's like, oh my goodness, look at that! Yeah, is that not impactful? So there's there's a lot of stuff out here. It's not just coasters. We've got a lot of good rides out here. You know, the, um, the gliders. You know, that ride goes back to the 1920s. It was at it was at Coney Island. You know, there's lots of history here, but that one's got a 110 foot diameter on it the new ones only have 80 so it's it's a, a unique one-of-a-kind ride here yeah so you should you should take a look at it all and experience all not just the coasters but you should get on some of these other ones too definitely i mean uh, in addition to the coasters like you said the so much variety in flat rides between something like electro spin where there's maybe a couple rides like that on the continent and and even like you said with aeronautical landing as well like the 
uh, bumper cars hover and dodge, but also gear spin, the Zamperla Nebulas, and Air Racers, the Zamperla Air Race, um, they're almost hypnotic, where if you just stand there and watch them, uh, you can just watch that and be entertained and seeing the people being maneuvered in incredible fashion. It's uh, it's really something to watch in addition to ride. Oh, it really is. If you, if you watch gear spin, it looks like those arms are going to gonna touch each other and it just it's like a clockwork mm-hmm. oh it, it's mesmerizing it really is exactly it's incredible steve jackson i really do appreciate you sitting with us and uh, and talk a little bit about carowinds with us i just have one other question for you and that is what is your favorite roller coaster wow my favorite roller coaster has changed over the years it was top gun which is now afterburn that that ride was incredible and then when they when we put Intimidator in, it switched to Intimidator, and now it's Fury three two five. Yeah. So it's as the park has grown, my my taste in roller coasters has kind of grown with it. But if I only had one more ride, it'd be the back seat of Fury on the left hand side. Okay. If I only had one more <laughs> ride, if I had two, it'd be the same place on Afterburn. All right. So that's a tough question. Especially for somebody who's been around as long as this. So, Well, those are some pretty good coasters you mentioned there. And, of course, uh, incredible that Carowinds has such a great collection there. And uh, I can't wait for all of Ace to come and experience CoasterCon at the park in June. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Yes, it will. Thank you. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.